Alright, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wa la aqibatu lima taqina wa la udwana illa ala al-zalimeen. Wa salawatullahi wa salamuhu ala ashraf al-anbiya'i wa al-mursaleen Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Allahumma la sahla illa ma ja'altahu sahla wa anta tajul al-hazna idha shi'ta sahla. Allahumma a'inna ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husna ibadatika ya Rabbil Kareem. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi Everybody, good evening. Good evening on the wrong day of the week. I hope that didn't confuse too many people. Probably did. What can we do? We are traveling. We are traveling to meet. We are traveling to meet Zuhaira. Zuhaira, we're also going to be at the Movin Pick, inshallah, in 48 hours. Oh, 40 hours? No, 72. So maybe we'll see you there. Maybe we'll see that. Right, let's have a look and see all my people's yani online. Mesa, mashallah, she made it on the Monday night. So, hail by very good. Mesa, ahlan wa sahlan, Roshan, mashallah, the twins, Rashmi and Jasmine, I saw them in Birmingham. Mashallah. Noor, good to see you. Ulfa, Amina, very good. Marzita, I saw you, Marzita. You didn't come and give me salams, but I saw you at the back. I saw you right at the back. And I saw Habi as well. Tanweer, mashallah, get the karai ready, bro. Get the Medinan specials. Kassam, what's the name of that packed place, by the way? They keep telling us we have to go to Hajabash or whatever. I'm not interested. We're going to our packed place. Oh, Naimba, I hope that the weekend was beneficial, inshallah, that you found somewhere, Yara. Khalda Baji, nice to uh, have you here. My guy, Irfan. And what a gift he was. Alayhi afdulu salatu wassalam. Honestly, Irfan makes, chooses the best quotes. Made me emotional, yeah, when I read that. How you doing, Bilal? Good to see you. May Allah bless Ba'a Aisha. It's something stupid o'clock in the Philippines right now. she be here doing her deen. How about that? Huh? Usman, the newest recruit is Usman from London. Medical medical student. And who joined today. He doesn't know anything about what sacrifice is. Ba'a Aisha, okay? In the Philippines taking his lesson. Do you understand me, young man? Pull up your Philippine socks. But I'm glad that you made it. Well done. What's up, Mesra? Zara came away from Leicester. MashaAllah. Uh, I'm glad that you came. Fiza, Pakistan, Hong Kong, all the way through. Sheffield representing Vancouver. MashaAllah. Scotland. Rafiq, why? I hope you're good. Shout out to the missus. And who else? Jodri. Oh, Jodri. Right. That's so nice, man. It's so good to have all your peoples here. Okay. Alright, Movin Picks alright, Chaudhary Movin Picks alright, Mehran, Mehran, that's it, and I saw you Muhammad Ahmedway, okay, <laughs> I saw you, you're all over the, Lords, the Queen is here, oh, royalty, oh, royalty is in the house, guys, all bow, no, that's haram, all bear witness that Lutz has attended a lesson live for the first time in her, in first time in COVID, I think, okay, Zaidbay, I wrote you a special post on that. Okay, check it out. All right. Walaikum salam. Cam, my guy, Cam. How did I do it? Is that how I do it? What did I do? 
I don't know. Shout out to Cam. Shout out to Amelia. Shout out to the other guy. <laughs> All right. Shout out to Kaysan as well. And uh, Muhammad Amir, boy. I saw you. You didn't come and give me salams. All right. I saw you right back behind uh, Moeen and you didn't give me salam. That's all I care about. Anyway, folks, it's good to be with you. Again, my apologies for move moving it from Wednesday to um, Monday, but I'm traveling uh, tomorrow and Wednesday. And that's the reason why. So um, also next week, just so that we're uh, on track, um, that we're uh, thinking. Um, uh, next week, lesson is going to be on Wednesday, but I can't make it at 8.30 because it'll get too late because I have program in the morning on Thursday. So it'll be at 7 p.m. UK time. 7 p.m. UK time. So next Wednesday, right? Coming Wednesday. Yeah, next Wednesday. When it should be 8.30, it will instead be 7 p.m. So an hour and a half earlier, inshallah. And it will be from Makkah to Al-Mukarramah, Sharrafah Allah, bi'idhnillahi al-bari. All right? So that's that. Um, massive shout out to everybody that's either here now or going to join this class later. Uh, I will bear that in mind. That's when we change it permanently for you. I will make that. Uh, I will keep that in mind, Sumera, uh, permanently just for you. More for you because at least you attend every week. Less so for Luti because she attends every two years. But just because you used to insist on Monday, of course it has to be on Monday from moving forward. Let's get this next week's Wednesday 7pm done. Then we'll go back to it. But anyway, massive shout out to all those folks who came down to Dominion. I've taught Dominion now in Malaysia, Canada, Ottawa. I want to say Ottawa. I think I did it in Windsor. And I did it in Aberdeen. Oh, my goodness, yes, in Aberdeen. And we did it in Manchester. And we did do it in London as well, apparently. Okay. Um, and I know recency bias is, is, a, is a big problem, but I think Birmingham was the best that I was involved in. And that might be circumstantial, might be the buzz after a long time, but I really, really enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed it. And after I am... Uh, don't Mesa, don't worry. Mesa, let me just... I'm just making them feel better. Okay? Mesa, don't even sweat for one second. Wherever Mesa wants the class, that's where it'll be. All right? Simple as that. Sumera and Lutz, stay in your lane. Sit right down. Okay. After we got that done. That's right. Fiza, yes, we, if we, we, yeah, if we call it two kings and a queen in Pakistan, there was a version of it, yeah, but it was dominion in essence. So here's the thing, I want to just say something, right? Because I'm never satisfied with where I am, I rewrote, I rewrote the whole thing. Shaz was having kittens, but I rewrote the whole thing on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And the previous one was 57 pages long, and the new one is 60 pages long. And uh, I was speaking to Chief who said he compared between the two and he liked this one uh, more. But the interesting thing that he's... <laughs> okay, here's the interesting thing. And I'd be, I'd be interested in any feedback. Um, I uh, taught in Edmonton as well. I did. I did teach in Edmonton. Yeah. Um, the feedback that I'm interested in is that I made it, it... It turned into 60 pages. I took a lot out and I put a lot extra in. And um, it was more detailed in most of the places like more academic all right and then i uh 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 yeah then i uh put it um yeah and i prepared for that more detailed one and then we get to um 
and I had a plan and I bought a, uh, uh, it's not here now, I bought a new uh, thingy. <laughs> I bought a new uh, uh, thingy. Why, why are you picking on Cam for? You know that when you pick on Cam, you pick on all of us, right? For more reason than one, right? Anyway, so I bought my, uh, I bought a new case for my uh, iPad. You know, like a, a strap one, that, so you can walk around with it nice and easy and refer to it and stuff. Because obviously, more detail means more references. You can't, you know, do that off the cuff and by heart. What happens? What happens? Irambaji, we did it first in Toronto, man. Like second class, it was in Toronto. But 2016. So it's been a while. I'm going to come to these questions in a second. So what happens? So I've got this new version of the whole class. Still obviously got some same points. The key points are the same. You can't change it to Fasir. But more details, more mature thinking now, etc., etc. And obviously, uh, there's a lot of parts on fighting and war and strategy. So of course, Ukraine, Russia comes into it. Um... And then that meme that we had as well, that was very useful, I think, to show the point about uh, uh, the Queen of uh, Sheba and so on. And we get to the venue and what does Gaga turn around and say? He goes, no, you don't have a, lip, a lapel mic. I said, I don't have a lapel mic. I said, I told you the very first thing again I said, I told, said to you was lapel mic. Auntie Shaquilla, you are never late. Auntie Shaquilla, you are never late. We are early. Just remember that. And Shaquille, you are four times the age of, five times the age of some of the people here in this group. They need to have some respect for you. That's what it is. Okay? Yeah. He goes, no lapel mic. Only the handheld, you know, Justin Bieber bakwas, yeah? I said, how am I going to hold this and walk like this? It's not possible, by the way. And you might be saying, well, you got two hands. Uh, hello? That's like that thing. Do it right now. Go on. Right? Rub your stomach and tap your head. And what you do, what you find is that this tap becomes a brush. It doesn't become a tap. You can't tap your head. You can't tap your head. And well, you know what happens when you do that? This is rubbish. That's rubbish. So if I was trying to read from there and do this, this would keep going down. And this would be just, you know, I wouldn't be reading a half of it, half of it, whatever. So, this is the behind the scenes of receiving here, by the way. Okay. So, what happened then is that I put... So, so I, I had to obviously prioritize the microphone. And then I had to put the thing down. So, instead of a more detailed version, but a new version, everybody got the new version of the general version. And I was thinking, man, I don't know if that works. I don't know if that works. And I enjoyed it so much. It was more relaxing. It was more... I found it was more deep. And the key was that Uthman said to me, he goes, this one was much better than the last one where you're trying to read from your notes. And he goes, you should do less detail in the Om Night and more depth in the general kind of issues. And that was really valuable feedback. So I'd like to know from the rest of you. Now, I know you're thinking, why would we just waste time on that? You never waste time on perfecting knowledge. Okay? You are part and parcel of making that a better experience, inshallah. Now, to respond to the questions about uh, cities, I think that it's now gone. Uh, the, the principle is always the same. After four or five years uh, has gone by, then we bring things back to a city. So, yeah, I do think that it will come back to Manchester, inshallah. And I do think it will come back to London. And I do think it will come back to Canada. And now, would it go online? I don't know. You know, I think it could be to online. You know that? It could be. It could be. But I'll be honest with you. The blessing of the Jama'ah that we had in Birmingham, okay, 
the blessing that we had in the the thingy, the the the, 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 the excitement of the people, you know, seeing Muslims again, hugging Muslims again, and praying with Muslims again. I mean, we do that in Masajid, you do that all the time anyway. But you know, there's a difference when people come together. Okay, bro, how much time I spent on steaming my clothes? Do you even know, Bilal? I'm telling you, bro. Right. And by the way, everybody disrespected Nigeria, man. They're all saying we like Yani, uh, we like uh, we like your kurta, we like your shalwar kameez. Bro, I was wearing a Nigerian kaftan. Okay? That's what I was that's what I was wearing. Shout out to my Nigerian crew. Chief even Irfan, even after three <laughs> even after three by the way, uh, uh, Irfan, a name both of you didn't give the review on Kraiking. You didn't even tell us Yani, you know? Sara online was created just for Istanbul. Right, Mesa. Uh, yeah, the whole handheld mic is a disaster. I mean, unless you're singing a song. Now listen, if I'm singing a song, then give me the mic. Then, you know what I mean? Bust out a few nasheeds. But if I'm teaching a class, come on, bro. Right. So the text, guys. All right. The text. We. Uh, so first of all, Mesa and uh, Shaz. Although Shaz yeah, basically sacked himself. Yeah, he's useless. Yeah. So... Um, put the uh, uh, live button reminders. Everybody, go to the video. Keep pressing live. The red button. If you go to the, see that red button, that red button should be red next to live. If it's not red, you're not live. Number one. Number two, make sure that you join the Telegram group. Usman, I mean that that means you. Number three, you can see that the study material. There's various different types, and uh, we'll show you an app as well, and everyone, all the other new folks as well. All right. So, with all that being said, and then done, okay, uh, where are we? Here we go. تَلْزَمُوا الرِّجَالَ لِلصَّلَوَاتُ الْخَمْسِ لَا شَرْطٌ وَلَهُ فِعْلُهَا فِي بَيْتِهِ وَتُسْتَحَبُّ صَلَاةُ أَهْلُ الثَّغْرِ فِي مَسْجِدٍ وَاحِدٍ وَالْأَفْضَلُ لِغَيْرِهِمْ فِي الْمَسْجِدِ الَّذِي لَا تُقَامُ فِيهِ الْجَمَاعَةِ إِلَّا بِحُضُورِهِ ثُمَّ مَا كَانَ أَكْثَرَ جَمَاعَةً ثُمَّ الْمَسْجِدُ الْعَتِيقُ the translation of our text today it is required for men to pray in congregation for the five daily prayers but it is not a condition it can be prayed in his house that's what we completed last week done done okay done or not yeah i think done Mace, please confirm that that's done because i've got it as done like proper done right then today's lesson it is recommended for border guards to pray in a single mosque. All right. For others, it is better a to pray in a mosque that would not establish the congregation without him. B, then, so this is in order. Then the mosque that has the larger congregation, and then C, then the mosque which is oldest and it established first. And then the final line, the further away the mosque is, the better. That is the humbly position on the chapter. We're going to have a look at this. All right. So we are on uh, page 149. Now, Uthman, when you, I'm saying to Uthman because he is, all right, good. That's exactly where I thought we were. So I'm telling you, Uthman, that you're going to get used to an app. Maybe someone will link to the app. Name, you have to put your, your uh, Apple and uh, Thingy-Majig uh, app up because honestly, I'm so impressed with that. Especially for looking at the Sharh. The, the, the commentary itself, yeah, you know, that's so good. 
So, you know, you just go to page 149 in the Arabic text and then just open up your ears and then listen. All right. You know, by the way, I've got the microphone so close to me. Is it off-putting? Is this a, is this bad or is this, is it better like this? I don't know. Because it probably can pick up. Yeah, anyway, I'm, I'm so hungry now. It might be probably picking up my stomach more than it's picking up me. All right. I don't know. All right. So the prayer of Ahlul Thaghri, all right, should be in, it is better for it to be offered in a single uh, mosque, okay? In a single mosque. Anybody who's not on the app, download it. Put it on your phones regardless, even if you're using desktop. Desktop, obviously, bigger, better, gives you more time and space. But I think that, you know, I think it's, uh, 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 I just think that it's so good for the, uh, it, it really shocked me how good it was. MashaAllah. Wagwan, in it? Right. So, the author basically has said that this whole section, right, um, is about about how um, places and times have an impact on the place that you pray. All right, is there and uh, it, it, like is there um, any benefit to assessing masajid? Now, why why I think this will be interesting for us is that it's only a very short session, so you know we'll get this whole section done. Um, but today, it's almost like we're having kind of um, uh, not a focus on the fiqh aspects of it, but more on the politics of it, right? What fits our political leaning or madhab leaning, and you'll find that the fiqh side is refreshingly free of that, despite being obviously from a madhab right from a single madhab as well right so that's i think interesting so let's see how we go so first of all let's define ahl thaghri thughur thughur refers to the borders ahl thaghri is referring to the border guards so all the people who are guarding the boundaries or the islamic uh, uh, state the imara the um the limits basically and protecting it from enemies encroaching right um now the idea behind these folks obviously these are texts being written in medieval times right so we don't have satellites and we don't have radars and we don't have you know drones and we don't have all that kind of stuff and so what we got is pure observation physical observation so the whole border is kind of you know it's got border posts people stationed always keeping an eye out and there's systems, you know, rudimentary systems that when you see from far away people coming, you put the warning out, everybody gets ready, you don't know, friend or foe, nothing, and then you start telling the people whatever, because it's all about speed, it's all about surprise. So the quicker and easier that you catch them uh, on the border, which is your only chance, then um, that's it. You're never going to be able to get enough of an army inside a... Uh, the enemy territory to have any impact so you know the 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 population that is there it's difficult to be able to get those folks to fight your war it's going to need an army from outside that's why the whole orthodox kind of narrative is as fake as it gets theoretically name you know what you need to do you need to press the red button on the youtube video bro that's what you need to do um and the um, idea that every battle was kind of you know made or done by just getting into the city 
the cities are obviously shown as too small and the numbers are obviously shown as too small this really is about marching uh, armies and it always has been until modern time even modern time even frankly modern time i mean look at uh 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 the russians i don't know if this is true because i've not been following it but i think since last april they've been gathering on the border of uh, belarus and and ukraine so the russians have been yeah, spent a whole year getting up to the border and and strengthening it strengthening it strengthening it uh, just imagine that so they they actually attack a whole year later and that goes to show just how different things are now here's the thing if you think about some of the statements that was coming out of biden and johnson over the last couple of weeks where they were saying that this is definitely going to happen this is definitely going to happen and macron's coming back and saying no no he's agreed it's not going to happen it's not going to happen they were turning around saying are you kidding it's not ten thousand or thing there's two hundred thousand people uh russian army uh on the thingy this is definitely going to happen he's lying this is definitely going to happen that is the asal behind this fiqh point that you keep the mujahideen together in a big gathering to scare off them gathering that's the idea the idea being that when you are allowing them because this is long term this is long term duty this is not all wartime this is peacetime so these people are living there frontier guards living there they have shifts and they you know they they swap and it's a job and you get paid and you're there for a year or two years and you know that kind of thing um and people rotate and and so so these people need to set up civil civic systems or civil these people need to set up infrastructure on the border and the idea is is that within that infrastructure we need to add a few tweaks that makes it military infrastructure with maximum impact now i want to say now a little bit of a cheat but for this entire section i want you to know that the evidences although they are there they are secondary and although one of them might not be argued as secondary i don't want to say the secondary what i want to say is that the evidences for you know, masjid should be closed. Masjid should be full. Masjid should be this much. All of the, um, the, the they should all pray in one masjid at the front, um, on the on the on the, on the border. Um, these are more kind of maslaha based, as opposed to textually kind of based. They're maslaha based. Maslaha meaning for the benefit of the Muslims, and so all of so this entire part about that they should all pray in one mosque is. It would be irrelevant if we know that they've got the ability to bomb one mosque and take out the entire uh, border guards. You get what I'm saying? Right? So this would be irrelevant then. So let me just basically continue this first. So they would say, therefore, that the bigger gathering shows the bigger sign, shows a bigger kind of concentration of people, which scares them more and, you know, keeps them away. And so we achieve the larger objective. The objective here, primary is to keep the enemy away not the achievement of reward of the jama'ah itself because your primary objective here is to protect the muslims and to protect muslim land and to keep the deen of allah highest so you've got to keep the enemy away that's your number one priority and therefore as, as sheikh uthameen says 
فاذا فان كانوا يخشون من العدو اذا اجتمعوا في المسجد الواحد فصلاه كل انسان في مكانه اولى او اوجب but if they fear from the enemy for some reason x y z if they were to all pray together and by that they mean the single attack where they would be you know easy pickings or x y z blah 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 then them all praying individually in their own places is better or more obligatory so he says he says both it's either better or or, or, or a, a higher priority or thing because the objective is not the jama'ah in itself now sheikh Muhammad mukhtar he added a few points he goes also you know keeping them together is good for morale building up family spirit you know that, that band of brothers kind of feel and you know people tight get to know each other proper and so on yeah this is the border guards yeah Athena. we're only speaking about the like we're only talking about the border guards here right those people that are needed to be fighting so you understand now why the point is being made but you also now understand some of the wisdoms but you also understand that it is entirely flexible entirely flexible so today for example when you know that from satellite positions they can see this is a mosque and this is this this is that and they see for example actually this is a mosque and you know how it is they've got these protocols protocols you can't attack mosques can't attack schools and all that kind of thing and which is i don't know i mean to be fair the west when it comes to or america let's just say america you yeah, know nice and convenient right when they're bombing things they do have some kind of codes and they do have to justify it at some point and so someone is going to get in trouble might be a slight slap on the wrist if they blow up a mosque it's not going to be the end of the world because for them at the end of the day you know the generals are going to want their enemy down and the liberals are going to be up in arms but but in fairness they do kind of try their best to some level to avoid these kind of areas however i can tell you right now that if they're observing with their spot with their with their satellite uh, imagery a mosque and all the mujahideen are in uh uh you know you can see every day that all the mujahideen are going in mujahideen are going in out in out in out i mean it's not rocket science is it you're just going to just drop one bomb on the thing and that's the whole border guards done so it would be the opposite today so today it would be the opposite um unless there was a way of being able to protect against those drones or protect against those kind of attacks etc 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 you get what i'm saying so um and obviously the arab israeli kind of conflict is a is a is a is a um a good example of that they you know all of the planes in one place all gathered together not very well guarded israelis came and just completely obliterated all of them in one go that's it the one big move that took out the whole you know for those people who study their history or, or you know who live an actual life as opposed to a fake one right so that's that and then as for as for where are we now uh as for other people what did i say it's uh, yeah for others so now back to normal civilians humans a lot okay for others it is better for others it is better to pray in a mosque that would not establish the congregation without him what that means page 150 in the text that uh, like for example if you're the imam right or you're the one who knows the quran and you're the one who is you know the guy who everyone's dependent upon and there's not going to be a jama'ah um there's not going to be a jama'ah with um w- without you right 
then that is the mosque which gets priority out of all other mosques. And when we say all other mosques, we're talking about a mosque that you live next door to, for example, or a really big mosque which is in front of you, for example. The idea here is, is that the, 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 the thinking is, is that these people are not going to pray without you. If you don't come, then they're going to pray by themselves. Okay? Um, and listen, I'll tell you straight up. That's that's you know what you might think that's old man's talk or whatever whatnot okay, but um, that's real. I don't know. I don't mind admitting that 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 if the sheikh that I brought to Chiro Masjid is not leading the prayer, I find it very off-putting. That's just me. Either the pressure is going to be put on me to lead, and I don't like leading the prayer. I don't want to be leading the prayer. I like to go and enjoy the the prayer as opposed to lead it. Or I'm going to have to listen to someone that I don't think that they're of the quality of leading the prayer. and don't want to listen to them trying to lead the prayer. So then I get put off. Thankfully, our Sheikh is there all the time. Sheikh Abdul Ghaffar. Right? So this is a very real thing. Um, some, some people, they take on a position which is even bigger than the Imam. They are the Imam and the bedrock of that Jama'ah. So this is a very rele relevant point. Not some kind of random point. I mean, if we were to apply this to Abdul Ghaffar, Abdul Ghaffar comes from quite far, you know, to go to Chidul to pray. He comes from Hume. He lives next door to a masjid, right? Now, obviously, it's his job to come and pray in Chidul. Yeah, it doesn't apply there. I mean, it's a position. So, yeah, forget that point. But anyway, yeah, the the point is, is that... Um, yeah, you know, the, there are people that are essential. There are imams that are essential. And um, the theory behind this point is that if they don't come and then the Muslims lose interest and start praying by themselves or praying elsewhere, then the masjid would close down. And we should not be getting masjids closed down. Having masjids close up or, or you know, fall into disuse, that's not our thing. We're not Christians, bro. Our masjid are not what churches are which is lovely buildings and, you know, ancient and archaic and just used for weddings and stuff. Uh, we have an entirely different ideology and 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 whatever it is uh, behind our masajid. Our masajid are warm, heavy used, yeah, I need busy. That's the, the principle. You know what I'm saying? They're not meant to be so many so that there's only five. Like, we shouldn't have this policy of masjids everywhere. That's not correct. It should be masjids everywhere as opposed to masjid everywhere. You know what I'm saying? So it's not all about having 10 in one area like long sight, which is obviously, you know, disaster, right? It's about knowing like in London or wherever, yeah, that I can get to a masjid within every 10 minutes. Spread the area full of masjid, right? Um... So we just want to be able to, you know, not have mosques five within one minute of one another. That that's that's intentionally reducing the, the the thingy down. But then even that is sometimes not the worst thing if there are genuine beliefs that there are enough people in even a small, you know, two street square area that would fill up one of these masajid, right? Then there might be space. Now, in fairness, Longsight has enough Muslims to fill up those entire 
10 odd masjids that are in that square mile easily actually but of course they're not going to be there ever not even on either they're all all out there so you know um so the sheikh says so therefore it's better for this person to pray with them in this mosque and it, uh, uh, because he's so because he's so important to them because if he doesn't then the mosque will close down and the mosque to come down, come down it's not good it's not right it's not right okay so this is better for him to pray in this masjid over praying in a mosque that has more people now that should tell you that the gold standard the priority number one is to pray in a mosque that has most people to pray in the bigger mosques and the more busier mosques with the more people right is the blessed uh objective that's the number one um objective okay and that's because of the hadith of the prophet وسلم, which is um which he mentioned at the bottom of the page. I just say, I just, I'll say, I'll say it now. Salatul rajuli ma'ar rajuli azka min salati wahda. That the prayer of a man with another, meaning the prayer of two men, is better, more purer than by praying by himself. And then the, him praying with two other folks is better than and more pure for him than praying with two people. Azka here means yani, purer, more sincere, better. All of those. وَمَا كَانُوا أَكْثَرَ فَهُوَ أَحَبُّ إِلَى اللَّهِ And whatever is greater more than that, then that's more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This hadith therefore indicates that the bigger the congregation, the more the reward and the more beloved to Allah it is. This hadith is a um, hadith narrated by Imam Ahmed, narrated by uh, Imam Al-Nasai as well. Um narrated by Imam Abu Dawood as well. The reference for Abu Dawood is 554. 554. This hadith was considered authentic by Imam Al-Hakim and it was also accepted by Ibn Hajar who said that this hadith was authentica- authenticated by Ibn Al-Sakan and Al-Hakim. And that's he mentioned that in Al-Talkhis Al-Habir which is his own book on Mustalah Al-Hadith. Okay, so on the science of hadith so this hadith is acceptable it's it is it is either authentic or hasan and its meaning is sound as well the jama'a the bigger the better the more authentic the more reward the more rewarding it is sheikh says something interesting he goes however this mosque that we're talking about the one that can't really kind of continue without you we've got to take into account its position as well right so he goes this in this mosque uh and أن ينضم إلى المشهد الآخر ويجتمع فيه لأنه كلما كثر الجمع كان أفضل. He's saying that, and that's obviously keeping in mind that there is no other mosque which is closer that has a greater number of people. If there is a mosque which is closer to him that has a bigger jama'ah and it's not that far from them as well, then he's saying that for them to remain as five or ten people just here and there praying you know not really kind of having an imam xyz 
we should try to encourage them to join the bigger one. Yani, so this is almost the principle of closing a masjid down. But I want you to understand that that's a very emotive phrase that we shouldn't be kind of dwelling on. When we're talking about closing a masjid down, we're talking about closing a masjid down in combining a masjid. That's what we should say. Merging a masjid. All right. So if we've got like, you know, stones to throw away and it's small and hardly anybody's going there and this is where all the action is and this is big and the jama'ah and it's big enough and so on and so forth, then we say, listen, let's then, you know, use that as something else and let's everybody gather here for the jama'ah. Let's everybody yeah, and make this one bigger. And he goes, that's what, so that's what should be given priority. That's what we should be pushing for. Telling these people, listen, come out your houses, man. Come out your local one. Come this one. This is not too far either. That's what you need to push the people to do. Because every time that the jama'ah gets bigger, then it is better. Sumaira says, how does the leniency correlate with the ayah on Salatul Khawf? Okay, that we use as evidence for congregation. So mid-battle, more fearful situation than being a border guard. Yet the Sheikh is saying that they can pray individually if in fear. Uh, uh, exactly the same with the ayah. The ayah is a indication not for obligation. You know, like I said, at, at the, well, actually, I haven't because we didn't cover, uh, and I, that's why I was telling people, don't ask questions about Salatul Khawf. This is not a, this is not a lesson on Salatul Khawf. Um, but we're just establishing the, the obligation of praying in congregation. Salatul Khawf, from a fiqh point of view, has about 10 uh, popular iterations. All right? Obviously, in the Quran, only really one is focused on, second one is indicated. The sunnah is what fills the details. Ten could be put forward. More can also be justified by being a bit more creative with the wordings of the raw sources. The first thing that you realize that Salatul Khawf is very much a matter of maslaha. So absolutely, of course, that's the first thing that will uh, be sacrificed in battle. Absolutely it will be. And that's not just because you see um, the enemy there or because, or because it's dangerous, okay? Because it's dangerous, but because um, the, the reasons why they are different is itself the proof that you would go individually or you'd pray in a place which is hidden or, or whatever. Because the focus or the priority is to protect yourself and the believers. So yes, it's very, very flexible, right? So there's a preferred way and there's like a starting point and there's a principle. And then as a situation then becomes more detailed and more X, Y, Z, then we are also flexible with it. Goodness, man, we are super flexible with the Salatul Khawf. It's the most flexible prayer of all. The pro Don't forget, the Prophet ﷺ didn't even do the Salatul Khawf in, in uh, the Khandaq. So how'd that work? Didn't even do it. Prayed all five together at the end of the day because there's no chance to. Salatul Khawf, the fear prayer, the prayer, the prayer that you pray inside the um, inside the uh, what's it called? Inside the um, uh, inside the, the 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 wall, like in the middle of the battle, in the midst of the battle. All right. Alright, so then then the author says and then that which has a greater congregation or the bigger congregation, right? So 
for example, if there is two mosques, one of them has a bigger one, and then the other is smaller, then he should go to the bigger one because of the hadith, uh, because of the hadith that we just mentioned. All right, and this is in general. This is a general kind of ruling. So if you do find these two mosques, which are you know uh, uh, pretty much closer, uh, sorry, they're equidistant. So you got choice to go to that or to go to this. Then you go to the one which is bigger. This is all based upon equidistance, by the way. Keep the distance the same. It's when the distance starts to differ, then we start to then. So as you'll see, these are all focusing on keeping one one um, uh, one uh, uh, parameter controlled. Only one one parameter. When you start taking into account multiple parameters, then the fiqh has to change. Once you start to get multi-dimensional, which of course the issue is, then it will change. But we're just doing it one parameter, one parameter at a time. So now we're just talking the the, the meshes are the same distance, so that parameter is the same, but the parameter which is different is that this has more people, this has less, this is the one you choose. And then the older mosque, or the more ancient mosque, or the more original mosque, or the mosque that was established first. Okay? That is better than the new. Because because the obedience that was established there is more yani, earlier than the new one and should be given some priority. So for example, he says, if you have two mosques, same distance, same number of people, so those parameters are being kept the same. But the difference is that this one's a new mega mosque, yeah, on these new red brick ones. This one's the old school kind of behavior, right? So it's the same. In distance and thinking but just the different now in the actual building itself and the age itself um then the older one is better the older one is better um and that's and that's now with respect to its age and its position okay and they said the reason for that is because because people have been obeying allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in that house for longer and also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in surah At-Tawbah verse 108 as you know right Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that the mosque watch which was established on the foundations of taqwa from the very first day is more deserving to be stood in is more deserving to be worshipped in and fi, right now you know in the tafsir of this ayah so here's the problem a number of the scholars took this ayah literally and they said see every mosque which is established from the first day is more priority now what does the ayah mean we know that the ayah is referring to the difference between the scholars some said that this is referring to masjid al-quba which was the first masjid that was ever built Okay, by a person, right? Like, like, uh, 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 what, what, what's the, how would you describe that? First masjid? Man-made? No. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, someone write it down how they, how, how to describe it. Obviously, obviously Adam and Islam and the angels, they both did, uh, in my opinion, anyway, uh, Kaaba and Al-Aqsa, and then Ibrahim alayhi salam then redoes the foundation, obviously. But you don't you don't say that man-made. Do you say that you don't call it man-made, right? It's uh, you, whatever the phrase is, whatever the phrase is. 
I don't, I don't want to just take the cheap option and say it was the first masjid established by the Prophet because that's what it certainly is, right? It is the first mosque made by the Prophet or the first mosque in Islam in the modern period because the Kaaba was already there. So it, it, it fits all of that. But you know what I mean, okay? It was like the first man-made kind of... Yeah, I'm struggling here. I'm struggling here to kind of give it anything better than that. All right, I'll stick to... You see, that's the problem, right, Sarah? Not directly ordered by Allah. All of it is, right? Then you get into Qadr and... Yeah. I mean, you're right. You're right. I mean, yeah, it passes that as well. I think it's just better just to be go plain vanilla and just say, yeah, it's the first mosque made by the Prophet Anyway, so it's the first masjid, certainly. Uh, uh, and, 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 and here's something funny. Not funny. Here's something yani, interesting. It's certainly the first masjid, yeah, initiated by man, maybe. It's certainly something to do with this because the two opinions about which this masjid this uh, refers to is either masjid al-quba or masjid al-nabawi the scholars are, are, are agreed that it's either this or either that the majority are upon quba quite a few say it is masjid al-nabawi right i don't think and i don't know of any opinion that and I'm taking this from my own pocket, so just you know, be careful. We do need to check this. But I cannot remember any scholarly opinion that suggests that this actually refers to the actual masjid that was established first from the first day, which is the Kaaba. So even if we took this literally, right? Even if we took it literally, listen. Why? One of the reasons, you know, let me, can I just tell you something? Um, you know, one of the reasons why we started this class in Cheeto. The reason was, is that we would then be able to, in class, we were, we will be able to in class See, look at this one, beautiful. Imam Tabari, he said that that Abdullah, uh, that I was able to ask Abdullah ibn Umar, and this is obviously on the throat of Waqiyah. On the, I asked, I was able to ask Abdullah ibn Umar. Hold on, let me just. Uh, one second, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Mesa, don't scare me. I think we're. I, I, th I think we're fine. Okay, don't scare me. I think we're fine. Nobody's. We haven't entered the twilight zone. Yeah, just someone confirm because obviously you know that, that I'm gonna have to then close the computer because I can't be dealing with that. 
Sarah brought all the gins back, right? Um, that I asked uh, uh, Abdullah bin Umar about al masjid al al taqwa. Any masjid who? Ah, we okay, yeah? <laughs> no, Mesa. Uh, I, the reason I chose uh, uh, Cheadle is because we had put in a computer system that we could use during the class so that we could do these little kind of, you know, research live to get yeah, any interesting tangents and things. But, you know, we hardly ever do it. We put ourselves so much under pressure, yeah, as if it's like some kind of professional class or whatever. The whole point of LP, Shaz, has where the fish are you, Shaz? Gaston, what's the point of you in, 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 at all in this entire conversation? That was the whole point behind having computers and everything. Okay? And we never use it. You know. Sometimes, you know, we say, come on, guys, you guys. Yeah. There is never enough tangents. I mean, what an excellent tangent this is. What a beautiful tangent this is. Right? So he said to Ibn Umar, I asked him, Al-Masjid Al-Lati Usisala Taqwa. Right? Ayyu Masjid Hu? Masjid Al-Madina or Masjid Al-Quba? Man, I'm still there. I've still got it, bro. I've still got it. Is it Masjid Nabawi or is it Masjid Al-Quba? He said, La, Masjid Al-Madina. Okay? You see that? La, Masjid Al-Madina. Meaning that, you know him saying no? I, I just want you to just look at this, yeah? That he said, Masjid Al-Madina or Masjid Al-Quba? And he goes, no. Because that Masjid Al-Quba had become like a popular position. So he goes, no, it's Masjid Al-Nabawi. Masjid Al-Nabawi. Right? And then, on the authority of Abdullah ibn Umar, and Zayd ibn Thabit, and Abu Sa'id al-Khudri, they said, all of them said, Al-Masjid al usis al-Taqwa, Masjid al-Rasul, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So that's Al-Masjid al-Nabawi. Alright? And then Ibn Umar in another narration on the authority of Abdullah ibn Abi Rafi' he said Masjid al-Rasul and then another one uh, who is that? And Zayd ibn Thabit he said that it is Masjid al-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and then so on. Okay? Let me just count the names here. Uh, and then Abdurrahman ibn Abi Sa'id alright? And his father obviously said and he said فقال لي قال أبي أتيت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم فدخلت عليه في بيت بعض نسائه فقلت يا رسول الله so he goes I asked my father my father said I went and asked the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم this question in one of his houses أي مشهد سلا تقوى فقال فأخذ كفا من حصباء فضرب به الأرض ثم قال هو مشهدكم هذا هكذا سمعت عباك يذكره that he said this مشهد right here this مشهد right here Okay. Um, let me just see the quality of that narration. Yeah. Part of that has been narrated by in Sahih Muslim. Okay. Part of that, not the full narration. I know that that's not the full narration that has been uh, narrated. Yeah. All right. Um, and then Saeed ibn Musayyib. So now we're moving to the Imams of the Tabi'een. He said, Masjid of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Masjid of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. وَقَالَ آخَرُونَ بَلْعُنِيَ بِذَلِكَ مَشْجِدُ قُبَاءَ Okay. 
Others said, no, what is intended by this ayah is Masjid Quba. And you know who's going to go behind that opinion? The king daddy of tafsir, Abdullah ibn Abbas. An Ali, haddathani Mu'awiyah. An Aliyin, an ibn Abbasin. La masjid usus ala taqwa min awli yawmin, yani masjid Quba. Look at that sanad, bro. From Mu'awiyah on the authority of Ali ibn Talib, on the authority of Abdullah ibn Abbas. That the masjid that was established from the first day is Masjid Quba. And then another narration, Ibn Abbas said the same. Atiyah, student, said Masjid Quba. Abu Buraida, Masjid Quba, that the Prophet built. Ibn Zayd, Abdullah ibn Zayd, Masjid Quba. This is interesting. If you listen to this chain, okay, if you listen to this chain, Al-Hasan ibn Yahya said the Akhbarna Abdul Razak. So this is one of the highest chains, one of the highest quality chains in Athar. Okay. Qala Akhbarna Ma'mar. That Ma'mar told us, عن الزهري عن عروة ابن زبير الذي بني فيه والمشد الذي أسس لتقوى بن عمر بن عوف. Masjid Amr ibn Awf is Masjid Quba. Is Masjid Quba. Okay, that's another name when we when I take the folks the way I show them this is Bani Salim, this is Bani Amr bin Auf. That's actually how the masjid used to be known back in the day. Then afterwards it took the name of the locality. Now that by the way is gonna is a nice point for us also a little bit later. Masjid of locality, what that yani uh, brings to the game. Um and yeah, this hadith. Well, let me just check where this is. This hadith number 26. I like it a lot. Where is it? Al Khutar bi Ahmed bin Hadan. Yeah. So, this narration I'm about to tell you yeah, is a very famous one and it's narrated by Imam Ahmed. Okay. So, I just want you to listen to this. Right. Imran ibn Abi Anas. A man from the companion, a man from the Ansar, narrated from Sahl ibn Sa'id, a Sa'idi, radiyallahu anhu, قال اختلف, اختلف رجلان الأهد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم في المشد الذي أسل التقوى فقال أحدهما هو مشد نبي وقال الآخر هو مشد قباء فأتيا رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم فسأله فقال هو مشد هذا اللفظ للحديث أبو كريب وحديث سفيان نحوه so, um, a number of the scholars were were um, of the opinion that the masjid of the Prophet ﷺ is better. And this hadith of Imam Ahmed is a compelling one. That these two men differed over it and then one said, no, it's masjid al-Qubba. The other one said, it's masjid um, another way. And they both went to the Prophet ﷺ and said, which one is it? And he said, it is masjid al-Qubba. Okay. Anyway, the reason I wanted to mention this, not only because it's good, Yani, to we need to do this more. Can you believe we've been online for two years and we didn't even do this? Like this is the first time I can remember doing it. How much nicer it is to read directly from sources and instead of me just chatting bugwas. So nice, man. So, um, what I was saying is that guess which masjid it wasn't. The actual masjid that was. 
first established from the first day upon the foundations of taqwa in which the people of the best of the people have been praying in Ibrahim salam and Adam and the angels and do you know what I'm saying so I think that this to use this uh evidence I I you know I'm not delighted by that it doesn't you know doesn't make me so happy can I put the heating on in the other room please yeah because you know that you know that I'm uh, faqir, miskin, gas prices, and all the rest of it. I have to switch heatings on in different rooms before I plan to go there. I can't afford to have heating on everywhere. Come on, girl. Do I look like the? Does my name look like she's had Salim to you? Shaslim can go and I put the whole house on heating, and no problem. I've got to put the downstairs on heating. Right. So, um, Those scholars, and it is some scholars, they said that uh, this hadith, this ayah, sorry, is a nos, and a nos always takes precedence over like general benefits because it's a clear text. The masjid, which was established from the first day, is a haqqu an taqumafi. It is more deserving to be stood in. And also it doesn't obligate as well. But also they're not obligating as well. The eye doesn't obligate it and neither are they. They're saying it's better. Right? And I think that, no, not necessarily. Alright? That's not necessarily the case. It doesn't take priority over other more obvious things. What would I be putting as an obvious thing? A greater benefit. So now that I've just put that in your head, let's just carry on reading. And then we'll kind of combine it and close the lesson. So if there are two mosques, that are the same in everything, meaning they've got big congregations and they're both the same age and they're both the same size and whatever. But one is close and one is further, then the further one is better, according to the Hanbalis. The further one is better because every footstep that you take towards prayer lifts you in reward and status and removes from you a khati'ah. It removes from you a, 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 a sin. And so if a person does a full wudu and leaves the house for no other reason except for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to pray, then as further away as the place is so that you increase your footsteps, then you're going to increase in your reward. That is what the author Imam al-Hajjawi of the Hanbali text says. Now Shaykh Uthameen, our commentator, he's like, mm, this doesn't sit right with me. All right? The more correct thing to say would be That what's better is to pray in the mosques that are surrounding you. Because this is why they were set up. They were made for that reason. They were made for you. They are the message of your locality. By the way, Sheikh Muhammad Mukhtar Shankiti, straight shooter, straight down the line, he goes, absolutely, that's the right position. The further that you go, the better that you go. Yani, that's the hadith. Well, uh, let me read to you the hadith, by the way. And Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said... I'm sure the hadith was... Aywa. لا يخطو خطوة إلى رفعه الله له بها درجة وحط عنه بها خطيئة. The hadith is narrated by Imam Al-Bukhari. Hadith number 647. Translation, that no one takes a step, okay, 
and this is obviously in the context of leaving home to go to the masjid no one takes a step except that by it Allah raises him in by one degree in status and removes from him one sin for every single uh, step that's the hadith so he uh, Sheikh Muhammad Sheikh, Sheikh Shankit, he said yeah there you go the further one that's it Sheikh is saying well hold on what do you think all the mosques around you are for if we keep doing that going to the further one what, what's going to happen to these mosques that are here right um, unless the mosque that you're going to is specific characterized by something special or something unique right like for example if you are in Mecca or in Medina then that's something else right so you've got local masajid Medina is bigger than you know it's got this thousands hundreds of thousands of people and you've got hundreds and thousands of mosques right so if you're praying in this mosque that's great but it's better for you to go to Mission Nabwi and the same in Mecca so that's obviously Sheikh was saying 100% I agree with that but unless there is a Medina Masjid Nabawi and a Masjid you know Haram then the one that you're next to is the one that you should pray right that's what you should be praying in okay um, because that's what it was built for that's what it needs it needs you the local neighbor that's what creates a community that's what brings a structure between the Imam and the people you get to know one another at the Masjid and the communal benefits that occur it's not going to happen if you keep going to the other one down there. This is your local manor. This is the local. It's got to be built in that way. And uh, you hold each other accountable more. You feel comfortable with one, one another more. Absolutely. As for the furthest one, Sheikh says, well, how are we going to respond to the hadith? The hadith is very clear. He goes, the hadith is referring to if there is no mosque. Excellent point And 100% I agree with him. The hadith is talking about if there is no mosque in between and that is the only mosque it's meant to motivate you when you're leaving your mosque hey it's far but don't forget you know and this applies to driving this applies to bad conditions this applies to ill this applies to everything that you face in getting to that masjid will be a source of reward for you the point being that the mosque should be next door to you if the mosque is not next door to you then it being further away makes it more difficult. It's the same as the masjid being next door to you, but it's sunny outside versus minus 10 degrees outside. The weather makes it more difficult for you, right? It's the same as the masjid is next door to you, but your boiler breaks down. So instead of hot water to make with fajr, you have to do it with cold water. So the Prophet ﷺ then helps us and says that the water, the, the, the wudu done with cold water is more rewarded, as some of the scholars accepted as the hadith right meaning that whenever there's a natural a natural difficulty there's a natural hadith to motivate you to get overcome that difficulty so what he's saying is that the distance aspect does not overrule the fact that if you are next to a masjid then that's worse to go to that you bypass it because you get more reward does that make sense everybody i think it's a wonderfully clear explanation wallahu a'lam wallahu a'lam and this is in line with the basic principle um, a, ba a basic principle like what the Prophet ﷺ said to Aisha that reward is by effort the reward is based on effort reward is based on your effort indeed your reward 
will be according to the amount of effort you put in. The more effort you put in, the more reward you get. The better the intention that you have, the more sincere your intention, then, you know, the more the difficult the task, the more the... Common sense, yara. Common sense. Right? All right. Um, so Sheikh then say, says that in, in closing, فالحاصل, and this is, um, but I'm not answering your question unless you tell me whether you gave my salams to your dad. That's the only thing that I want to know. Don't yani, talk to me about any questions. Okay. Um, فالحاصل, أن الأفضل أن تصلي في أن تصلي في مسجد الحي الذي أنت فيه. So in conclusion, we can summarize that it is better to pray in your local masjid, whether it has a bigger congregation or a smaller one, because of the benefits that are attached to that. Then the next priority position is to pray in the bigger mosque. So if you are going out of your locality, then it should only be then given the priority of, um, you know, bigger jama'ah. Then, Hiba, I will answer two questions for you, like you've, uh, like you've asked. Well done, first of all. If you don't agree with the outdoors of your local mosque, yes, that is a valid reason. Should you still go to your local mosque? Answer is no. And I'm gonna, just going to finish with that statement. That will explain it. Okay, we'll do a couple of questions in a minute. Just give me one second. So then we will... So after... And then if you don't then have a local mosque, then you go to the one which is a bigger in congregation because of the hadith. Right, because of the hadith, because of the whoever has more is more beloved to Allah. Then the furthest. Actually, he's put the furthest right at the end where it should be, in my opinion, 100%. I think people not understanding this hadith at all. Right? Then the old original one. He's put the old original one as last priority. He's like saying, you know, all right? And then he makes such a nice statement. What a nice statement. لِأَنَّ التَّفْضِيلَ الْمَكَانِ بِتَقَدُّمَ الطَّاعَةِ فِيهِ يَحْتَاجُ إِلَى الدَّلِيلِ بَيِّنْ وَلَيْسَ هُنَاكَ دَلِيلٌ بَيِّنٌ عَلَى هَذِي الْمَسْأَلَةِ He's talking about this ayah in Surah Tawbah 108. He goes to, to, to say that a place is to be given priority because the worship was offered there earlier. They were doing it from the first day. Therefore, it's better. This principle requires evidence and clear evidence. And we don't have clear evidence. And as he's right, people will say, what more do you want? From the first day, that one has a greater priority. He'll turn around and say, that's not clear. If that was clear, then you should say Mecca. It should be the Haram, not Quba and Masjid Nabawi. So I'm sorry, that's not clear. And he's absolutely right. Dalil means that it's absolutely clear. Not yani yahtamilan or yahtamil yani potentially could be one opinion and could be another opinion. You get what I'm saying? That's not clear then. That's not clear. So Sheikh then says. So it says he's he's done with that now. But now he adds an extra caveat which will answer some of your questions. If the masjid which is further away is better in recitation and I feel closer to Allah and it increases my khushu'ah which I don't get in this masjid which is next door to me 
then is it better that I go to my close one and 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 is it better that I go to the further one and leave my masjid or what? And Sheikh Uthameen ends this entire chapter on 153 halfway down. He says, Al-Zahirli hasb al-Qa'id. It was me, it was me, it was me, it was me. I put that. Okay, 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 just calm down. Calm down. Calm down. I didn't get muted. Sound has not gone anywhere. I didn't say anything. <laughs> uh, the sound's not gone. <laughs> Only when the people are going to calm down. Okay. All right. Okay. So. <laughs> Honestly, you lot, man. All I did was pull out the... <laughs> See, this is the mistake of me having the... Um, uh, the microphone too close. Look how close the microphone is. This is my beard. Okay, look at this. Bang. Normally, it's over there. And I brought it right here. I don't know why, by the way. I thought when I listen, I want to hear some really deep bass in the sound. That's what I thought. I want to hear some deep bass. Right. So, I was saying that um, if a person asks a question. Yeah, yeah. I think you heard the question. Guys, what was the last sentence you heard? That actually I don't know. <laughs> Super nanny. <laughs> That was pretty good. I've seen one of those episodes, you know that, about five years ago. That was bare funny. What was the last thingy? What was the last thing that I said so that I don't waste time? Because this is the end now. She's so badmashed this Mariam is, you know that. All right, the punchline. What is the punchline? You mean the qaida? You mean we just when it got juice to the answer? Juice? Did I even talk about juice? What <laughs> the hell is juice? All right, the khushua. So okay. All right, let me summarize. Sheikh says, sorry, the question was, shall I go to the masjid which is further away that offers more khushua? Okay, or um. Uh, should we uh, go to the closer one because it's closer? So Sheikh Uthameen says that the answer to this is based upon the Qaeda. The Qaeda, the principle, the golden principle, which Hamza would be able to yani, put up one day as a nice one, is أن الفضل متعلق بذات العبادة 
awla bi mura'at min al-fadl al-muta'alliq bi makaniha that the uh, the uh, 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 that, that uh, the excellence of the issue or the priority and what is better in these scenarios is always going to be that which is better with the act of worship intrinsically as opposed to the place of where that worship is is uh, offered. This is such a beautiful principle, by the way. I never heard Sheikh Uthameen ever enumerate this principle, but I have learned this principle nearly, I think maybe in the first few months that I was studying, which we're talking now 25 years now, I was taught this principle. And I have lived with this principle like every day. You've got to be careful. It can be dangerous. But you remember my story that I told you about the fact that I left um, uh, Mecca in Ramadan on the 26th of Ramadan to not spend the 27th night there and instead spend it in my local. You remember that story? I'm pretty sure that I've told you a lot. I'm 100% sure that you don't know that story. Anyway. That is the living example of this qaida. That's the living example of the maxim. That what is better for you is what increases the quality of your worship, not what increases the quality of the place of the worship. Because the most important thing at the end of the day will be the worship that you put forward, not what place you were in when you were offering it. And so if a person ends up yani, having a more purer, more better, more whatever, in XYZ place, that is the one that you put forward. Now, as I said, this is fraught with danger and you've got to be in control. You've got to be wary of shaitan playing you. He might try to make you justify, you know, going into isolation, for example, avoiding all the people saying that I'm better at home. And that's what people lie to themselves with. But there are valid times when, you know, you can use that. And I know mine was valid. The proof of it is that I enjoy going to the haram and I know and I, 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 and I know it's better and I do most of my stuff there. But sometimes in some places you might go through a moment and a situation where you realize this is not working for me. This is not me here. And you've got to make that call. This is what Sheikh Uthameen is saying. And so he's saying, so therefore based upon this principle, that excellence is based upon, I don't know how to word this, right? And I'm not translating very well. It's not easy, not well put, frankly. But the point is, is that بِذَاتِ uh, الْعِبَادَ Ola, right? That that whatever makes your worship in, uh, intrinsically better, okay, is better than the theory. Ha uh ha. -huh. What works in practice is better than what works in theory. That's like yani, the English version, which is close to this. Close to this. What works in practice and practice here is the result. And the result is Allah accepting your ibadah, which needs to be the best possible. Not just going to a place for the sake of going to the place. This principle is so supported by the evidences. إِنَّ الْأَرْضَ يُقَدِّسْ Right? وَإِنَّمَا يُقَدِّسُ الرَّجُلْ عَمَلًا Right? So, the, the, uh, 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 in the Malik, right? The, the uh, statement of Salman al-Farisi, that the, the land never made anybody holy. What made someone holy is his actions. Another day, Jazz, because people, it's got late now, and uh, thinking about it. So the benefit to one's worship itself, 
takes precedence over the benefit to the place. Not the benefit to the place, the benefit... Uh, no, no. No. It takes precedence over... Um, uh, takes precedence... over the place. Over... It takes precedence... The excellence of, I think it should be the excellence of one's worship itself, itself takes precedence over the excellence um, Man, no, no, sorry, I, I, I don't like what you've written. Uh, uh, let me just uh, try again. أن الفضل المتعلق بذات العبادة أولى بمراعاتي من الفضل المتعلق بمكانها. I'm going to translate it literally and then you guys try to work it out, okay? Because it's not easy to write a nice pithy, pithy, not pithy, pithy sentence. The the fadl, the excellence. which is linked to the worship intrinsically, that would be the quality of your salah, is more important to be, is more important, is more important to be focused on is more important to be considered or is more important to consider or is more important to protect or is more important to safeguard than the excellence which is linked to the place of that worship that's the literal translation now that doesn't come across very well it basically means that what needs to be given priority to is the quality of your worship as opposed to the place of that worship. That's basically what we're talking about. So, Chaudhary hit it right on the head. We should find another place to go and pray proper when they're doing that fundraiser. We can't say that, otherwise we won't learn raise any money, will they? The focus should be on the quality of the worship, not what... There we go. There we go. That's the summary right there. Rafiq Yani smashed it from Scotland. Bismillah mashallah. The focus should be on the quality of the worship, not where you do it. That's actually a really good summary. Okay? That is really excellent. Three cheers. MashaAllah. Allah yibarak feek. Wazadakallah for your ilm. Walhilm ya Rafiq. Excellent summary of that. Okay? I knew you guys get it. So it's obviously, he goes, it's obvious. That if you go to a place and you got more khushu' there, then it's better than the place where you are in. He goes, and even more so if in your local mosque he doesn't even care and he doesn't even recite properly and he does lahan and he's fluffing around with the words and you know eats it and tajweed's rubbish and all the rest of it. Or other things which are similar to that that would lead a person to go to another mosque. And that's the answer to all your questions that you asked. So for example, Salma, I think it was asked, or someone did anyway, uh, Sabine, I think it was, that, that uh, said about, you know, what about a masjid that doesn't have women, or it doesn't have very good women section, or I feel like, you know, I'm, 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 I'm dying in the sewer here, versus 
um, versus, you know, versus uh, 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 praying in a mosque where you feel like you're in a masjid and you feel like nice and whatever, that creates priority. Your masjid has lots of bid'ah, lots of bakwas, lots of nonsense and the people are, you know, whatever. Then the one which is far further away, that takes priority. Your masjid, etc, etc, etc. That's it, okay? Now, a prayer in the Masjid al-Haram is 100,000, a prayer in my mosque to 1,000 prayers, and a prayer in the Baytul Maqdis to 500 prayers. Like, like Sheikh Uthameen said, these are exceptions. These are exceptions. Okay? These are exceptions. These are talking about unit reward. But I will tell you now that even with this, um, even with this hadith, I think that it's possible on a case-by-case -case basis for a person to get more reward praying somewhere else if their heart is more connected. Because the immediate answer, Sumaira, is whatever, what about a person who goes Allahu Akbar and he's just like, you know, oh my God, I can't believe I'm here. I can't believe I'm here. He can't think of anything, doesn't think of anything, you know, or, he's, or, or, or you know, some guy who doesn't know, you know, not great with the prayer and he's like, man, you know, standing there and he's super irritated by his ihram. Like super, the whole prayer is like, <sighs> right? Or a person who's sitting there, standing there and he's, you know, he said, Allahu Akbar, and now he's trying to work out at what point am I going to be able to take a picture of me behind, you know, with my engagement, Instagram, marriage. Uh, how am I going uh, to do it? Blame Sarah Ahmed for that. She's put crazy ideas in my head, okay? People getting married in front of the Kaaba. And this guy's praying. And the whole prayer beginning to end is all about yani, how his IG ratio is going to do and the pictures and the filters. And then, you know, Salaam Alaikum. What did he take from his prayer? So how does this mean? A hundred thousand times zero is still zero. Yani, what I'm saying is that there are always exceptions. Okay? It is... No, I think that what I said is enough. Just be careful that it's not abused. We don't need to take it anymore. Yeah, any uh, uh, thing. And you don't make. And this is and and this is not something you say to the public. It's not something which is, you know, this is a case by case basis. This is a case by case basis. You saw him say, okay, but what if in my mosque this? Then for you, then, uh, you know, um. Yeah, for you then, yeah, okay, in your mosque. But most mosques are not going to be like that. And we want to try to avoid that. So the principle is still sound. And that's why I gave you the example that I gave you, that I still made, I still go back and I still believe that haram is better. But that time it wasn't. Okay. So that's, Salma, everybody will feel that. That's the problem. And you know that in every Umrah program, I go to Rajahi. And I enjoy my prayer in a Rajahi. It has a very special feel, right? But only one prayer in Rajahi. Enjoy it and then get back to the proper reward and make your khushu better. What Sumaira brings up is a fair point. It's what I mentioned earlier on. you got to be careful because people will lose their minds, right? They will then start to justify that you don't do it. You don't go. You don't, you know, all that kind of bakwas, right? And no, you need to make your khushu better in the religious places, in the better places. You've got to up your game. You can't just keep changing position and leaving the places that Allah wants you to go. <laughs> yeah. I want to tell you, Mariam, I would drive one hour and a half for Juma instead of 10 minutes if the khutbah there is one hour long. One hour and a half. 
because my three hour journey in the car is better than me wanting to kill myself during that one hour. That's not a fatwa. Sarah, before you, I never even heard of you helping people getting married in front of the Kaaba and taking pictures of them, putting them on Instagram. Now everybody's doing it. I never even came into my mind. And I've got the most creative mind in history. Ask the people who attended Dominion. But then Sarah opened a big mouth and said, you know, that's what happens, by the way. They get married in front of the Kaaba. And they take... <laughs> Turkish couple. They're her neighbors, by the way. Turkish couple. They got done for it, man. Do you know how miskins they got? So... All of the IG folks in the West, in American Canada that were doing it, they got away with it, yeah? But the Turks who kind of saw all the Westerners and said, Ross, that's a good idea, and they went and did it. Oh my God, they got ripped apart. I saw the articles and fatwas against them and they brought shame upon the house of Allah, this, that, whatever. Atrak Miskin always getting cussed. Always getting cussed. All right. Is it, is it better to pray Taraweeh at home? Yes, in my opinion. I think it's sunnah to pray by yourself, actually. Yeah, and focus on tadabbur or to pray. Yeah, I think that's an that, 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 that's, But that's not the same here. Mustafa, this does not apply to our issue because, um, you know, because us obviously, uh, uh, that's because we have uh, narrations from the companions doing that. And the reason for Taraweeh in the first place was to um, help people because they weren't able to, right? So they weren't able to recite. They were just there in the message doing a bit here and there. So that's why he puts Ubay bin Ka'ab in charge because he's the king of the reciters there, you know? So if you can do it better at home, you do it better at home, 100%. If a man is visiting extended family and at Salaya time, he can either go to the masjid and other men are not likely to join him or establish a jama'ah with them at home and they will all join in. Then should he do the latter? I think so. I think there's space for that if he can't convince them all to go. Is it better to pray in masjid for women for taraweeh than at home because you can concentrate better and have a better salah? No, I think the prayer for women is generally leaning towards home anyway when there are circumstances and even more so when you know that the prayer is going to be better and higher quality. I would say especially that for a woman. Especially that for women. But people got to be careful though. People got to be careful that it's not that shaitani voice that's telling them that. You know, that the, the, the inner kind of comfort of now not having to go out into a mosque and stand next to people and burping and all that rubbish. And, and you got to be careful. Just be careful. Just trust me. Just be careful. If you accidentally made dua in English in the fard prayer, if you made it in the sajda, then I think that's okay because scholars allow it. If you made it in an actual fundamental part of the prayer, like while standing and like, you know, something like that, then, uh, then um, that's a problem and that prayer is invalidated. But if it was as a dua in the uh, sajda, then, you know, Shakihlan allows that, allows it in thinking. And even myself, I have to say that there might be some leniency there as a dua. Uh, the correct. Chaudhary, <laughs> you'd know about that. We don't know what mahar is or this or that, whatever. The problem is, is there is no nice spelling of Ishaq. That's the way that it's going to be pronounced, all right? But how, you know, you can't because it, 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 this is how it needs to be. This is how it needs to be written, right? Ishaq. 
And even that's not going to be pronounced. It has to be like this. Right? Who's going to do that? It has to be, you have to teach them. So if I was going to go with spelling on a uh, thingy, I would go with that. I would go with that, Ishaq, and tell people that, and just make sure teachers know it's Ishaq, not Ishaq, not Ishaq. It's Ishaq, Ishaq, Ha, Ha, okay? So that is the spelling that I would go with on on uh, thingy. Uh, right, let's have a look. I think you misunderstood my question. I mean, is it better to be in a masjid for tarawih if you concentrate better? Yes, it is better to be in a masjid. That's the whole point of the lesson. For the Hanabila opinion, if the masjid does not rely on you to establish a congregation, they say you can choose any masjid. No, not any masjid, but then you move on. Then you move on. You can't spell Ishaq. Well, yeah, maybe, you know, some of these young Generation Z, that's why Maryam knows, because she's Generation Z now, or she's obsessed by them but she's right though i have seen these new kind of kids using apostrophes in their name like that actually she's right in dominion you said that surah baqarah is one of the surahs recited for protection if you make a plan to complete surah baqarah weekly or even after a few days would this be okay to do yes it doesn't mean to do it all in one go it doesn't mean to do it all in one go i really um yeah i want to emphasize that just just reciting it and carry on and as much as possible. And Zakmullah Khair, I'm glad that you enjoyed the class. Does not the reward of a hundred thousand salah in Mecca apply to any masjid in the boundary of the Haram or just Masjid al Haram itself? That's of course a big discussion amongst the scholars. I am very, very strict on the opinion that it is the Haram itself only. And then you've got yeah, and some of the big scholars like Ibn Baz and so on that gave the fatwa for all of Mecca. And normally, you know, um I will never accept this position. And that the way that that is how, how abused that is, and that's why people pray in the musallas of all the hotels, always, uh, you know, always doing that. Right? All of them are, are praying in there and saying, "Yeah, we got the fatwa. We got the fatwa. The kingdom is given the fatwa." And it's true, they were given that fatwa, but no. And I think when you go through the evidences, I think it's clear that it's the Masjid al-Haram itself, and not the all of Makkah and the Masajid of Makkah and I'm very anti that position personally but it is a matter of ikhtilaf absolutely um, is the class position the same as Sheikh Ibn Uthay means that we encourage a smaller gathering to combine with the larger gathering yes even if it means the loss of a masjid space let it be something else let it be whatever I agree with that entirely now but if you know that that both have got the potential to get big congregations and it's okay for them to be together all right then there's no reason to close it all right if we were to name after salman farsi so it would be salman yeah all right let's just do this you see i told you everybody is now adding this apostrophe in the name rahma musab you see it makes sense musab if i want like some you know gora whatever and i'm looking at that name I'm going Mus'ab. I stopped, didn't I? Mus'ab. Well done, Ulfa. Well done. And well done, Hiba. Rama. I'm going to say Rama, aren't I? Rama. Rama. Yeah. I, you know what? It's about time we start bringing the apostrophe in. These millennials aren't yeah, the worst people on the planet. Right. We close now, guys, with Sarah.
Border guards, Ahlul Thaghri, anybody guarding or protecting the limits of the state or city. All the border guards should pray in one mosque together. The primary objective of this to show the strength of the Muslims of the, the strength, the strength of the numbers of the Muslims and their unity to instill fear in the enemy and deter them from attacking. Also builds morale of the guards and their sense of camaraderie. If all the border guards being in one place would actually endanger the guards, putting them at risk of one swift attack, then it is more obligatory for them to pray where they are stationed, rather than all rather than all on one masjid. I think you mean in. In one masjid. This is what applies in the modern world. Good. General male populace. Humbly position. The priorities for which mosques to pray in are as follows. Assuming the masjids are equidistant. To pray in a mosque that would not establish the congregation without him. This is to ensure the community is praying in congregation rather than separately. To ensure that no, to ensure that no masjid ever falls into disuse and closes down. This will take precedence, or, precedence over him praying in a mosque which has a larger congregation. However, if such a masjid exists where the congregation is so small and there is a larger, more active masjid nearby, it is better for these two congregations to be merged. Number two, to pray in the mosque which has the larger congregation. Ubay bin Ka'ab narrated that the Prophet ﷺ said that a man's prayer said along with another is purer than his prayer said alone and his prayer with two men is purer than his prayer with one. But if there are more, it is more pleasing to Allah, the Almighty, the Majestic. Good. To pray in the mosque number three, which is oldest. The older masjid has a longer tradition of worship and so deserves for that to be continued. Yeah. To pray in the mosque which is father, humbly. The humbly position is, as every step counsels reward, so one should increase their reward. Class position and Sheikh Uthameen. It is better to use the mosques of your locality as their purpose is to serve you, create a local community and increase accountability, etc. Unless there is a mosque which has unique benefits such as Mecca and, in, and Medina. The hadith is referring to when there is no nearby masjid to motivate you to put in the effort. Ibn Uthaymin and class position, the priorities are as follows. It is better to pray in one's local masjid regardless of the size of the congregation. The next priority is to go to the masjid, the largest congregation. Then it is the furthest mosque. Then the final priority is to pray in the oldest mosque. The fiqh principle to apply here is that the focus should be on the quality of the worship, not where you do it. This means that regardless of the above, the first priority is the quality of one's worship. And so one should go to where their worship will be most perfect. That is excellent, uh, uh, Sara. Good job. Everybody, thank you very much. I will see you guys next week on Wednesday, normal day, but new time, 7 p.m. UK time, one and a half hours earlier than normal. In fact, we aim to finish for 8.30 UK time, inshallah. Live session from Mecca to Al-Mukarramah, Sharrafah Allah. I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes it easy and brings us safely back as well. And accept it from everybody who is coming. Some of you guys are coming. That's great. Aqsa. Don't forget Aqsa. Don't sleep on Aqsa. It's going to be a madness. Alright guys. March 31st or something. Yeah. And um, Paradise Portfolio. Al-Maghrib class. Two weekends you've got, all time zones are covered. Okay? All time zones are covered. Make sure you're there. Jazakumullahu khaira. Wa barakallahu You want to know something absolutely hilarious? You know why you never mess around with Shazad? Because this is now what happens when I choose Shazad portrait. He has messed me up so bad. I have no idea how the picture's gone. So unfortunately, I have to leave you with the official final farewell of LP. Barakallahu feekum for your du'as for me. And I will. You know, I, you know what I do? I write these down now. So I will now get on my phone 
and I will write down names and I'll be doing some dua miyading. Alright guys, may Allah accept from you. Barakallahu feekum, jazakumullah khair. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika, shahadu an la ilaha illa anta wa